life's worth of possessions. At others, the sky stays dry all season, and crops wither. In Achuri, Shilpa's father worked on a farm and owned a little piece of land. Based on Shilpa's stories, their life seems to be fairly standard, working hard to achieve the basics, putting a roof over their heads and food on the table, though no table in this case. When Shilpa was young, They didn't own a television, though today they do, and they all have cell phones. It seemed that the family was remarkable only in one way, that they had five daughters and no sons. As the youngest daughter, Shilpa was considered a burden on the family. She had one asset, though, that set her apart from her siblings, her fair skin. That highly desirable trait in India made her a hot commodity, and her uncle, her father's youngest brother, whom she referred to as Chajachi, told her parents that he would take their daughter to Haryana to marry and settle her. Shilpa's parents were relieved by the arrangement because it meant that they no longer had to scrounge for a dowry. Without one, Shilpa would have been difficult to marry off, and her parents would have had to bear the stigma of keeping an unmarried daughter at home. The uncle even gifted them 2,500 rupees, $40, which the parents thought was simply an act of largesse. On the day of the exchange, Shilpa embarked on a 24-hour train ride from Achuri to Nua, accompanied by Chachaji. She remembers feeling mostly confused and scared, but had seen women throughout her childhood leaving Achuri to get married, so she assumed that her journey was nothing out of the ordinary. When she arrived in Nua, she met her intended husband for the first time. He was twenty years her senior. Were you unhappy? I asked her. No, not really, she replied. For a decade, she thought that her cloistered existence was what married life was meant to be like. But she had accepted her fate then, as she has now. Bride brokers often masquerade as matchmakers, which traditionally request a fee to arrange a marriage so it is a relief for families when they receive money in return for their daughters instead of having to pay for services. But most do not realize their daughter is being sold into the bride trade. Even today, Shilpa's parents do not seem to have a full understanding of what happened so many years ago. Chachaji had told Shilpa's parents that the family in Nua were his relatives. Shilpa's parents definitely did not know that he was in the business of buying and selling brides. The women themselves often do not realize they are being sold. But once they do, it is too late to turn back. Traffickers avoid getting caught because girls like Shilpa, who are far from home and lack social support, rarely lodge complaints about any mistreatment and do not trust the police. What makes this all so shocking is that even as India is developing at an astounding rate, the sale of women into marriage is only growing more common. The number of trafficked women is growing by 20% every year. This rise in trafficking is directly caused by an acute gender imbalance in India, but the skew is felt most deeply in northwestern states, which are also rigidly conservative ruled by the Kap Panchayats, or unelected, usually all-male councils that often operate above the law and enforce traditional marriage and caste rules. They have banned cross-caste, 
as well as inter-clan or village marriages. In some places in India, marriages between blood relations and between those of the same social rank and geography are all considered incest. Caps may forbid a man and a woman in the same gotra, or subsect of a caste, from marrying. These rules further reduce the pool of available women that men can marry. The caps have begun to relax these stringent rules around marriage, however, after realizing how much they have exacerbated the bride shortage. Caps also set cultural norms and values, and often permit honor killings, which perpetuate the devaluation of women that underpins bride trafficking. The caps first came to international attention in 2012, after a group in Haryana blamed young girls' libidos for inciting a string of rapes across the state.